your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and on today's episode, it's a full men's basketball discussion. We're going to be talking about Iowa versus Michigan. What does Iowa need to do to win tonight, and what are some of the key storylines coming out of this game? Also, what does Iowa need to do to get a good seed in the NCAA bracket, currently seeded number seven, according to Joe Lunardi? How could they move up or move down? And how could it impact their chances to go to a Sweet 16? And finally, does Ray McCaffrey deserve the coach of the year? And if so, who are some of his competitors? We're going to be talking about that as well on the show today. So stay tuned for all that. First, though, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at or also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. So let's get into it for the show today. Iowa versus Michigan. Currently, Kent Palm has this as a 79 to 78 projected win for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, a lot of that has to do with the recent rising up of the Iowa Hawkeyes over the last six games where they have been absolutely on fire. Their only loss in February coming to Michigan. So in February, they beat Minnesota 71 to 59, Maryland 110 to 87, Nebraska 98 to 75. Michigan, they lost 84-79. Ohio State on the road, 75-62. Michigan State, 86-60. Nebraska, 88-78. And Northwestern, 82-61. So not exactly murderer's row, but they played really well. And they crushed it through February. Now going into a Michigan team that does not have their head coach in Juwan Howard. A Michigan team that has lost three of their last six with one of their wins being against Iowa. And a Michigan team that Iowa is going to want to have revenge against. We have seen Iowa in the past play better against teams they lost to the first time. They come out hungry. They come out motivated. They come out with a little bit extra edge. We've also seen this team do that anyways in the past seven, eight games. This team has really come together since their double overtime loss to Penn State on January 31st. We've seen the shooting improve. We've seen... The backcourt play improve. And again, it's no no shocker or no surprise that also came when Fran McCaffrey made, or no coincidence, I should say, that came when Fran McCaffrey made a lineup change and had Jordan Bohannon inserted at the one and Tony Perkins at the two. And again, this team is still coming together. But in this game, it should be a game that Iowa wins. And it's a very important game for Iowa to win as well. It would give them another guaranteed quad one victory. Now, Iowa has beaten Virginia on the road. They beat Michigan State at home. Both those teams teetering around that quad one range. Michigan State probably not going to get there. Virginia possibly going to get there. But this gives Iowa a definite quad one win, which they absolutely need, especially for NCAA tournament time, which we're going to be talking about on segment two. In the last game versus Michigan, it was kind of disgusting, if I'm being honest. Michigan ate up Iowa in the paint. Musa Diabati. The five-star forward went 12 of 14 for 28 points. Hunter Dickinson went 5 of 8 for 14 points. Now, in a game where you're not going to have Patrick McCaffrey, this is very important that you have Chris Murray. Chris Murray has struggled with foul trouble quite a bit this season, especially 
as of late. We talked about it on last week's show, uh, four personal fouls versus Northwestern, four versus Nebraska, five versus Michigan last game, four versus Nebraska, three versus Minnesota, four versus Penn State, five versus Purdue. Against Michigan, he fouled out. He only had 14 minutes of playtime. Now, Chris Murray is going to be a very vital and, and integral defender against Michigan. We are not going to be able to match up with their size. We have seen Fran McCaffrey clearly not want to put Josh Ogundale in there. So it's going to come down to Philip Abracha and Chris Murray. And not necessarily having the height, but having the quickness advantage with a Chris or a Philip or a Keegan. Now, ideally... You do not have Keegan there. You do not want Keegan to get into foul trouble just because the officials are terrible, which we have seen Big Ten officiating be absolutely atrocious throughout the year. But you need Chris to stay out of foul trouble to be able to defend those guys and to be able to stop a Musa Diabati or a Hunter Dickinson. Be quick and use your speed and quickness to your advantage to take care of these big-time Michigan post players. Now, the one thing to note about last game is Michigan only shot 20% from behind the arc. It could have been a lot worse had they shot 30 35%. So Iowa needs to continue to put that pressure on the backcourt, continue to play solid defense on the perimeter, which they have so far in this nice little stretch of games. And they should have an opportunity to win this game. It's also worth noting Iowa struggled from three. Peyton Sanford went 0 of 4. Patrick McCaffrey 0 of 2. Keegan Murray 1 of 4. Chris Murray one of three, and Jordan Bohannon, two of five. So not exactly the best game for the Hawks in the matchup. And this was before Connor McCaffrey got real hot from three. Connor McCaffrey, no points in this game. It's it's weird to say Connor McCaffrey could be a pretty big player from a shooting perspective in this game. We've seen Connor McCaffrey lighting up the last couple of games, having his abilities in the lineup, is going to offset some of the things we're going to miss with Patrick McCaffrey. And now that he has been kind of a threat from three, shooting very well on the season, Michigan has to guard him out on the perimeter, which gives Iowa better opportunities to attack the lane with different, you know, uh, different drives to the lane. Wow, I cannot think of think of the words today. Different cuts to the lanes, excuse me. So Iowa's going to have a little bit better opportunity with Connor McCaffrey bringing Michigan defenders out to the perimeter. There's going to be a little bit more opening and spacing within the free throw lane and, and, and closer to the rim. So going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, Michigan is another team that also gets into foul trouble quite easily. When you look at the body or Dickinson, both of them have had four or five fouls in most of the big 10 scheduled games. So Iowa needs to attack them, attack, 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 get some of those foul calls on them. Michigan is just like Iowa. They don't like playing guys with two fouls or four fouls in that situation. Michigan is 329th in the nation in that. So getting Michigan into foul trouble, get those guys out of the game. It is a matchup problem for Iowa, regardless of who you have guarding them. And again, finally, this is a big game for Iowa. Now, prior, a couple of weeks ago, our goal was just get to the tournament. Now the goal is, let's see what, a, what good seed we can get in the tournament. We're going to be talking about that here in a few moments, but I'll tell you why it's important with with Michigan, this is a big win. It is a quad one win for the Hawks. And they're teetering on the edge of having to play a lot tougher team in their second round matchup versus maybe an easier matchup that allows them to get to a Sweet 16. Iowa has had a lot of bad, unfortunate breaks in previous years with tournament seeding. So we're going to be talking about that and how this win could help them get into a better tournament seed. That's all coming up here in a few short moments. 
But first, March Madness is only a few weeks away. The Women's Big Ten Tournament already started, right? The Men's Big Ten Tournament is next week. We have selection Sunday, next Sunday. So that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or do you want the best? We've done our homework here and we're going to be running our brackets at runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or PickX, and they have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks, all stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that magic madness in March and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're on there, create your own pool for a friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for a chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to playing, seeing you, and beating you at runyourpool.com. Thank you again for making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Also, make sure to check out the Lockdown Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast feed on and on our YouTube channel as well. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling are here to give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. And again, you can find that right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. So let's get into it. We talked about Iowa versus Michigan and what that game is could look like what are the expectations for that game. And we started diving a little bit to why it's a very important game for Iowa. And, and again, a couple of weeks ago, we were kind of looking at this Michigan-Illinois games as guaranteed losses. We expected them to be losses. Well, in the last seven games, our expectations have risen. We now expect Iowa to compete, if not win, against Michigan, and to compete, if not win, against Illinois. That's the level of expectations Iowa has created with their strong play over the last couple of weeks, especially on the road versus Ohio State. It also is important that Iowa basketball does win this game because previously we were talking about, is Iowa going to get into the NCAA tournament? And in that case, would they be a 10th seed or 11th seed? Now we're talking about Iowa as a 5, 6, 7 seed. And where you are seeded is just as important as how good you are of a basketball team. For example, look at the Iowa Hawkeyes last year. They get a six-seeded Oregon, which was an incredibly underseeded team, a team that was a bad matchup for them, and Iowa doesn't make a Sweet 16. They got ran out of the gym. So where you are seeded, again, matters just as much as how good of a team you are. And Iowa is a good team. Do not get me wrong. Iowa is a very talented team. But why not? Give yourself a better opportunity to make a Sweet 16 for the first time in the Fran McCaffrey era. Is it possible? Absolutely. Is a higher seed possible? Absolutely. But right now, Joe Lenardi has them as a 7th seed, which would have them playing a 10th seed. Not a bad matchup. The problem with that is you are more than likely facing the second seed on the other side. When you win that game, like Iowa did for Cincinnati a couple of years ago, you're getting Tennessee next, right? You're getting a top eight team in the nation. Now, again, Iowa can have good matchups against some of those teams, but I'd rather not. I'd rather play a three seed, a four seed, a 14 seed, a 12 seed, or a 13 seed, right? Those are the matchups you're going to get if you are a five seed 
or even a six seed. When you look at it that way, you're like, yeah, you know what? I would like to be bumped up a little bit. That's why when you're looking at a 11 seed or a 12 seed, it's actually maybe a little bit more advantageous for a team peaking at the right time versus getting a 7 seed, 8 seed, 9 seed, 10 seed, where you're going to be playing the 1 or the 2 seed in your round of 32 games. So where does Iowa stand right now? Again, Joe Lenardi has them as a 7 seed. Right now, they're 24th in the rankings. If you break it down just by rankings, that would put Iowa as a 6 seed. And Kempom, they are 14th. That would put them comfortably in as a 4 seed. They're just one spot below Purdue. In net ranking, they're 18th. That's comfortably a 5 seed. But they only have one quad one win. Now, again, we talk about the fact that Iowa would like to be a 5 or 6 seed. How can they get there? Well, it starts with tonight. You get a win over Michigan. You get that quad one win over Michigan. You'd also like to see Virginia bump up. They are currently 77th in the nation right now. You want them to get to 75th. Now, when you look at Virginia's schedule, I'm going to pull it up real quick because I didn't, I forgot to pull it up right before this game. They have Louisville this Saturday. Not a very good Louisville team. Probably not enough to get them bumped up, but maybe the conference tournament, they can win a game or two and get them bumped up into that net ranking, give, I mean, giving Iowa another quad one opportunity. Michigan State, probably not going to get up there. They are 38th right now, probably not going to get into that Q1 range. That's why you need to get this win at Michigan. Bonus points if you win against Illinois as well. You win against Illinois, we're talking about Iowa as potentially a four seed, especially depending on how well they do in the Big Ten tournament. But I would say the peak for Iowa is a four seed. I would say the, the low point, is an eight seed. If you lose to Michigan, you lose to Illinois, you get bounced from the Big Ten tournament, you're looking at an eight or a nine seed, in my opinion. You beat Michigan, you beat Illinois, you go to the finals in the Big Ten tournament, looking at a four or five seed. I mean, the analytics back it up. The analytics back up Iowa going up there. You also got to factor in, these are just ideas. They're just suggestions. They're just hypotheticals, right? We don't know what the tournament committee's actually going to do in this situation. Maybe they're going to be really impressed with Iowa's play as of late and looking at it and realizing that Iowa lost so many guys coming into the season and they are really trending and peaking up at the right time. Maybe not. What also is going to help is if Iowa gets a double buy in the Big Ten tournament, which is right now what's going to happen. How do they how do they keep that? Well, the easiest way is to win out. You beat Michigan, you beat Illinois. You're the four seed in the Big Ten tournament. Now, that gives you a double bye. It gives you a team that is going to be coming off of either one or two back-to-back games, and you have an opportunity now to make the semifinals pretty easily. That's got to get you pretty excited as well. That right there would be another quad one win for Iowa. Now, what if Iowa doesn't win out? What if they only beat Michigan and lose to Illinois? Well, you need Rutgers to lose to Penn State. Rutgers beating Indiana last night, not ideal. You need Rutgers to lose to Penn State. And you need Ohio State to lose to either Michigan State or Michigan. You need Iowa to at least win one of these next two games. But ideally, just win the next two, and you're sitting pretty as an Iowa Hawkeye. Especially going into the Big Ten Tournament. 
especially going into the NCAA tournament. So those are kind of the situations for the Hawks right now. Again, a lot can change over the next week, week and a half, right? That's why it's called March Madness. So many things can happen. I like where Iowa sits right now going into tournament time. I like where Iowa sits right now on the health front. Obviously, Patrick McCaffrey not going to be able to play, more, more than likely not playing in this game against Michigan, but I like what Fran is doing. He realizes Patrick needs to be healthy for the stretch run. Let's not, they're comfortably in the tournament. Ideally, they get a good seed, but I'd like to have Patrick McCaffrey there for that stretch run. You want to make sure his health is of the utmost importance. Coming up, does Iowa and Fran McCaffrey deserve to win the Coach of the Year award? I think so. Who could be his biggest competitor and why I believe he should win the Coach of the Year? All coming up here in a few short moments. But first... Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops, and you can get all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one spot for all of your sports betting needs, and it remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's where I'm going to be going all tournament time as I put lots of money on Iowa hitting their over totals. I have been getting very lucratively winning. Is that a way to say it? I've been winning money by going to betonline.net and betting on Iowa's team total over. I almost lost it against Northwestern. That was a bit scary, but I still hit it. And it's not just basketball, though. You can also bet on hockey, boxing, and UFC. They also even had Olympic coverage. They have presidential election coverage. You can pretty much find anything you want at betonline.net. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action. Betonline.net, it's where the game starts. All right, y'all, we've talked a lot about the Iowa Hawkeyes. We've talked about them playing Michigan tonight. We've talked about where they stand according to NCAA bracketology, what they could do uh, to get into the NCAA tournament as a higher seed, what would happen if they were to lose the next couple games. We've talked about all those situations. Now I want to talk about Fran McCaffrey because what he has done this season is one of the best coaching jobs we have ever seen at Iowa. It might be the best coaching job we've ever seen Fran McCaffrey do. He lost a Naismith National Player of the Year. He lost an All-Big Ten player. He lost his best three-point shooter, and he lost the guy who was neck and neck with Luka, but playing behind Luka and Jack Nungie. That's a lot of freaking losses. That is so many losses. And yet, here we are, and I just got done talking to you about how Iowa could be a four-seed in the NCAA tournament. If they just went on this miraculous run, a four seed. Last year, Iowa was a two seed. To lose two players to the NBA, a player to Kentucky, and a player to Xavier, and to only drop two seeds is pretty darn impressive for most schools, but especially the Iowa Hawkeyes. Especially Iowa. This is not a place, this is not Kentucky where you're bringing in seven five-stars in every class. They're not bringing in any five-stars. But to be able to come to, come together the way they have has been so incredibly impressive. And so macro level, the fact that Iowa is putting themselves in a, in a position to comfortably make the NCAA tournament, potentially get a four, five, or six seed in the NCAA tournament after you losing four key players, including two NBA players and one of those being the national player of the year for college basketball last year 
Macro level, that's impressive as it is. Micro level, what he has done in season has been nothing short of remarkable, especially in February. That lineup change has completely changed the dynamic of this Iowa basketball team. What he has done with his guards has completely changed the dynamic of this basketball team. To change up how they utilize their offense, they're not playing nearly as much inside-out game as they were with Luka Garza because they don't have a Luka Garza. They have a Keegan Murray. How they're utilizing Keegan in this offense and really revolving the entire offense around him has been nothing short of impressive. How Iowa has improved in rebounding. In December and January, we were talking about rebounding being a huge issue. It was the reason why we're like, is this team even good? They cannot rebound the basketball. Now you have coaches in press conferences saying, we don't like playing Iowa. They're so aggressive rebounding the basketball. Their wings are so involved rebounding the basketball. Think about this, the, the flip there. Three-point shooting has even improved over the last month and a half. You have Connor McCaffrey getting in on the, the game. You have Fran McCaffrey utilizing his lineups really well, really effectively, and utilizing his in-game timeouts incredibly effectively to the point where I think it is truly changing the dynamic and the outcomes of these games. This has been, without a doubt, the best coaching effort of Fran McCaffrey's career. The most impressive, at least at Iowa. And for that, I think he deserves to be the coach of the year. Iowa was predicted to finish 10th in the Big Ten this year. Matt Painter was the preseason pick. There's no way you can give it to Matt Painter. The issue we're going to see here is that the one guy in the Big Ten who has arguably macro level outperformed Fran McCaffrey. And it is Wisconsin's great guard. Now, Wisconsin did not lose as much as Iowa. You're going to point to a few starters they lost. Those, those guys are not the same level of Luka Garza or Joe Wieskamp. Nate Reaver's not the same level. Micah Potter, not the same level, right? But Wisconsin was still picked to finish ninth, and they have won the Big Ten. Now, when you talk about macro level, that's a bigger jump from ninth to first than tenth to fourth. Micro level, you can definitely make a lot of arguments for the Hawks. Johnny Davis has been really good for Wisconsin. That has been a big catalyst for it. But Iowa has done so much more internally, in my opinion. Now, granted, a biased opinion of watching mostly Iowa basketball and not as much Wisconsin. Micro level, Iowa and Fran McCaffrey have done more to get this team in the position to be where they are today. But macro level, which is what people are going to be looking at. And, and to be fair, rightfully so for the most part, Greg Gard is probably going to win the coach of the year. And I'm not going to sit there and complain about it. Right now, if Elijah Boston wins the national player of the year, I'm going to be writing on my Twitter account. You better believe I'm going to be tagging ESPN in pretty much every post for about 24 hours and tweeting at them probably 20 times an hour. Maybe a little dramatic, but still, that'd be absolutely ridiculous. If Greg Gard wins coach of the year, nice job, buddy. You did a good job. It was a good coaching effort. Low expectations. You definitely reached them. You beat Purdue at home to win the Big Ten title. Pretty impressive. I can't hate on that. But I do think Fran McCaffrey deserves to be in that discussion. And I do think Fran McCaffrey is a lot closer to winning that coach of the year than people realize. It has been the best coaching effort of his career. 
That's my soapbox, and I'm sticking to it. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to be giving you a review of Iowa versus Michigan, a preview of Iowa versus Illinois, and a preview of the Women's Big Ten Tournament with Iowa setting to take place tomorrow night in their first game in the Big Ten Tournament. Cannot wait for that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. And y'all, I appreciate you making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast, hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, as they bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts at and wherever you get the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast at, so tune in to that. Again, Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you tuning in. We have a lot of content over the next couple of weeks. It is a wild time. It is March, and I am pumped. we got the wrestling tournament this weekend. we got women's Big Ten basketball. we got two men's Big Ten games. And next week, we got Selection Sunday. It is going to be a lot of fun covering all this right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. So stay tuned for all that. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. Have a fantastic Thursday. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.